Coming to you from THAFF Media Studio. You are listening to the Hateful Eight Fantasy Football Podcast. With your hosts, Pickle and Blackburn. Welcome back to the Hateful Eight Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts. I'm Pickle. With me as always, Blackburn. What it do, baby? <laughs> We've got Sorry, the... I'm, uh, I'm pumped up. <laughs> I, I I hear that. Um, we've got the weekend, uh, week three, the good, the bad, the ugly for you guys on this episode. So make sure that you uh, listen closely so we can get you guys taken care of for your uh, weekend lineups. Um, we've got, uh, let's see here. There's still no bye week, so every team's playing. So a lot of games to discuss and talk about. So um, with that, we will go ahead and we will get into the week three, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good. The bad. And the ugly. All right, week three, good, the bad, the ugly. We start off with the Houston Texans at the Chicago Bears. Uh... Not too Green exciting. Bay. No, Green Bay kind of kind of tampered my uh, my thoughts on how good the uh, what do you want to call it the uh, Chicago Bears really are. So yeah, there's that. But you know who's been the shocker? Darnell Mooney. Uh, Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, for good or for bad, unfortunately. So bad. Bad. Well, bad. All right. Quarterbacks in this one, you've got uh, David Davis Mills, and you've got um, I just Fields. Like Justin Fields. So are we good to play no. either one of these guys? Okay. So I was going to say – I think I, you can I've find got, better options. I was say, I, I think they're both, uh, unfortunately, outside the top 20. Uh, so there's that. So – but uh, running back wise, though, in this one, per all reports, Levy Smith said that I want to make sure I say it the right name. Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce is the guy, and they were just trying to not completely, I guess, put him out there to get destroyed or whatever the case may be. I don't know. Basically, they were kind of holding him back, and now they're letting him free. So, so what? Wait two weeks and then let him go? Yeah, great. I would start. I would start Pierce. I like Pierce. All right. I think he's got top. Uh, I'll say twenty. Uh, he's a running back two for me for this week. Yes. Um. Yes. And then on the back side, uh, the other side, I should say, uh, definitely David Montgomery. He seems to be the bright point of this offense uh, at this moment, outside of Fields' running ability. So, right. um, I think he's top fifteen. So he's right on that outside of that RB one potential. Um, and if this game becomes a shootout, you could see it couple touchdowns happening so um I, I agree with you that david montgomery's a, a must start uh here on out unless uh unless something changes with how the bears are using their offense so um all right from a wide receiver standpoint chicago as you said uh st brown's been their their best guy right now i would say equanimous st brown has been their best guy and they're still they're not. They're not really wide receiver. Nobody on the Bears is wide receiver too uh, reliable. Uh, no. So on NFL.com right now, Darnell Mooney's ranked wide receiver 128. So you just use that for what it's worth. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, yeah, it's Darnell Mooney, Quantum, same round, but neither one of them is a safe play. Uh, on the other side, though, your man Brandon Cooks, Captain Concussion. 
Dude is definitely hey, a wide receiver two this week. That's all they got. That and Pierce. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Davis Mills has no problem throwing him the ball uh, a, a ton of times. So, um, and that works out well because their teams are usually uh, behind in these games. So, I, I mean, we said in the offseason, uh, and we've talked about it several different times, I mean, Brandon Cooks is the, the the only guy they have. It's a common denominator. I mean, the concept of he's a target monster because there is nobody else to compete with him. Right. They drafted John Mechie, and I would have liked to have seen him out there. I think that would have took some targets away. But, you know, he's not out there right now, unfortunately. So Brandon Cooks is the beneficiary of that, and it's going to continue to be like that. And like you said, they play from behind a lot, so he's going to benefit from a lot of garbage time yards and maybe touchdowns. Right. I, I Exactly. That's what it comes down to. So – um, now in this one, the tight ends, uh, gosh, Cole Kamen has been such a disappointment so far. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't start him and OJ Howard started off tough for the, the Texans, but I, I'm not really, I think you could find better options there too. I, I agree with you. I think that they're both yeah for the week. So I would, I yeah. would, I would push a push on that one. So now with this game being, uh, in Chicago, um, it is open field. So I would try probably steer clear of the kickers because neither one of the kickers are great for that matter. Um, I mean, Cairo Santos isn't a bad kicker. So if you had to play one, maybe him. Uh, but I, I would steer clear of uh, Fairbairn, Fairbarn or whatever you want. to. I don't want to butcher his name. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. Yes. It doesn't matter. He, he's not he's not going to do well. It's an outdoor stadium. It's a windy city, uh, literally. And I, I just think that they're not going to. It's not going to be worth playing him. I would steer clear. I, if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Santos over the two because he's used to playing. And I do yeah. uh, believe that it's supposed to be a pretty uh, cold slash windy game Sunday. So we'll see how that goes. But I say cold. I mean, like a fall cold, not like winter cold. There's not a difference. like Chicago December cold. Yeah, right. This is September. <laughs> We're in fall officially. When I say I'm talking about like a 60 to 65 degrees with wind, I'm not talking right. about 30 degrees and there's snow and or the grass is frozen. So, right. It's a little bit different. Now, defensively, I wouldn't touch either one of these defenses. I'd move on. No. I'd find somebody, yep. anybody else. So, yep. but I will tell you, I am going to pick the Bears at home to win this one. I got it just strictly because they're at home. So that, exactly. that's it. That's That's it. Well, it's a two and a half. They're a two and a half point favorite, and that's usually. And I believe, if I remember correctly, it's about a point to two point swing in favor of the home team. Automatically gets that in betting. So, uh, yeah, that doesn't say much. They probably feel like they're about even offensively, defensively, talent wise. I mean, they pretty much are. Just saying, <laughs> they both are uh, uh, inefficient in their own uh, practical way. So, um, all right, next game. This one's going to be a whooping, I have a feeling. Uh, Vegas Titans. It's in Tennessee. That's the only thing that helps the Titans. But the Vegas, uh, the Raiders, I think they're going to come out. Derek Carr, I think, is a viable start this week. Tennessee's offense hasn't been able to stop anybody. Uh, and with that pairing with that, Devontae Adams. We'll just go ahead and say Absolutely. that. Him uh, and Waller. Uh, Wall, I mean, I will go ahead and play everybody offensively from the Raiders this week. I think that they're both they're all fantasy-relevant plays this week. Um, I'm not saying Derek Carr is a top 10, but I think he is right on that cusp of a QB one this week just because he's playing the Titans. So, and I do think he's going to throw a couple touchdowns. But, if Hannah Renfro play, plays, you playing him? Just saying. I want to say no, but I mean, the dude's had one bad game. One, I mean, where he fumbled the ball twice in the same game. So, yeah. 
he, but what we've said, and we've said this several times, and we talked about this in the offseason, uh, when the whole Devontae Adams to the Raiders thing became a true and happened, we said Hunter Renfro was going to be the bear, was going to be the beneficiary in a negative way of this, this addition because Waller's not going to give up much of his stuff. He's still going to be a red zone threat. Devontae Adams is going to be the, 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 the true BFF of David Car- or of Derek Carr because they are BFFs. So, right. I'm just saying. The I mean, that was pretty there. evident. They got to the one yard line last week, and he throws a one yard touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. Like, I'm just telling you, we don't need a running back here. <laughs> right, it's not a coincidence. So they they trust each other uh, wholeheartedly um, to be there, and so I would just I go ahead and play if you had to. I'd probably play him in my flex if I had to play Hunter, Hunter Renfro. But yeah, I would. I think there may be better options out there this week. But I agree. I was just want to see what your thoughts were on it. I like Hunter Renfro so much. That's the problem. Like he's such a good football player. He's one of those like technique technician like guys. But man, he's just he's dealt a bad hand this year because there's so many with the Devontae Adams addition. I I feel like if they just added a wide receiver, maybe I wouldn't be feeling as bad. But the fact that he they added literally Derek Carr's like college roommate and teammate, right. For a reason and a, le- so. and a legit superstar, like number one in the NFL. So, I mean, right, I don't know, it, it is what it is. Uh, now on the Tennessee side, I'm not playing anybody but Derrick Henry, and I will tell you right now, Derrick Henry is an RB2 for me. I mean, he's yeah, outside he's, the top 12 for me, easy. He's been a disappointment, and like we talked about in the previous show earlier in the week, um, you know, Taylor Lewan going down is really going to hamper that offense. So, I'm not expecting much from Derrick Henry, but obviously you're going to start him. Uh, you better because uh, he does have potential to go off. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling Robert Woods. I'm not feeling uh, Traylon Burks or, or Tannehill, even for that right. matter. Well, I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I won't tell you to sit a star running back ever. Uh, I will just tell you, like we just did, to temper your expectations. I mean, I think his floor personally is probably. And a eight. half PPR seven. I was gonna say eight to nine was probably was what my guess was was his floor. Now, could he see 10, 15 points? Sure, but I'm just telling you, I would, I would in your mind mentally prepare for like around nine fantasy points this week, and that way you're not disappointed if it happens at the end of the week. But he may get you 10, 15, 20 points because they're they're moving the ball somehow well, and he's getting red zone opportunities, and he is he's scoring touch multiple touchdowns. I think for the rest of the season, I think that's what we're going to have to kind of put in Derek Derek Henry into that box that he's going to be a touchdown dependent running back, which is sad to hear and say, but. I think that's what we're going to have to look at because he's not going to catch a bunch out of the backfield. He's not going to have a ton of receiving yards. He is a ground and pound move move the pile running back. He has been. He always has been. So I'm just telling you now if they can get Traylon Burks in this mix and Robert Woods moving the ball. I mean, the thing is they have to get some sort of receiving game going to be able to help Derrick Henry do his job. If there's not, yeah. it's just like you said, load the box and wait on Derrick Henry and make Tannehill or Willis throw the ball over you. So I don't know. Maybe Willis coming in, Malik Willis coming in would help Derrick Henry because you've got the mobility quarterback situation. I don't know. I, I, but I just think that from here on out, unless he's, unless there's multiple touchdowns a game, I think you're looking at nine to probably 10 fantasy points for Derrick Henry every week. So, I mean, I think, 
I think he's he's in that Zeke situation where he's just he's he's got, he's going to be a touchdown reliant running back. He's going to see plenty of volume, but touches in the running game doesn't doesn't give you fantasy points like receptions do. So right. Anyways, but um, ultimately, I'm not. Uh, I'll play Daniel Carlson in this one um, for the Raiders, and I would steer clear probably both defenses honestly because I think they're both. However. It, the Raiders' defense might be will be better than Tennessee's defense. However, I don't know if that means much. No, it doesn't mean play them just because they're better. I think there's other right. options, but yeah, I get your point. So, and obviously, uh, obviously we're going to take Raiders to win this. Raiders yeah. on the road, I'm definitely picking them to go get their first win. So, um, they're even the favorites, even though they're not home. So, and they're only a two and a half point favorite, and that's usually not a good sign for the home team. So, um. This one's going to be a whooping, uh, I do believe, offensively for, um, for the, the away team. But Kansas City at Indy, gosh, it is it is not looking good for Indy, unfortunately. I, I really thought they were going to be a different team with Matt Ryan coming in. I thought it was an upgrade. One touchdown pass so far. I, don't, I just don't get it. I mean, but I will tell you the defense struggling has been a problem for the Colts. Sure. Um, with their defense struggling, that puts a lot of pressure on the offense that hasn't had to, that hasn't had to be the game winning offense. They just they're managing the game. They always have been mm-hmm. since this defense got strong and got uh, to the level that they played over the last couple of years. So I, I, I will say though, in this game specifically, you're going to play um, Mahomes. You're going to play yeah. uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I let Edwards Hilaire. You're playing Travis Kelsey. My and this is the dilemma I feel like we're gonna literally talk about every week or every Kansas City discussion is the wide receiver position. Do we really play any one of these wide receivers? I mean, do you play I don't. Nicole Hardman? Do you I play don't. I, I was gonna play Juju, stay clear of Hardman, because you just don't know which one's gonna pop off. Right, and I, and I think that's the biggest issue that we're looking at here. So, but I feel like the three guys that you can play from Kansas City for sure is the quarterback in Mahomes, the running back in Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and the tight end position with Travis Kelsey. So, I think that's your safe place. Um, if you yep. want to take a dart throw in a deeper league on one of these wide receivers, go for it. I would steer clear of this wide receiver group. I just think that they're a, uh, they're basically like a bunch of. Uh, they're, they're, how do I want to put this? Like in a card game, they're all the same card number. They're just different suits. So that's just whichever suit is the favorite of the day. Does you get that two of sense? a kind, you get three of a kind, but you're not matter. getting that flush. That right. flush is in Miami right now. Right. That's what exactly. that is. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and Mahomes is still doing well. So clearly he's a good quarterback. It's just, he, sure. he just he's just going to spread it around. So, and it doesn't yeah. really matter who's the fantasy relevant wide receiver for the week. So, uh, I would. I don't. I don't think the kicker's back yet, so I would steer clear. Uh, Buckner, uh, the kicking situation there in Kansas City. Uh, if Buck Buckner is playing, play him. But if he's not, obviously, you're not playing him. So, uh, on the other side, Indy, uh, I'd be playing Jonathan Taylor, uh, and I'd be playing Michael Pittman, and that's about it. Yeah, I, I think I those mean, Jonathan Taylor has even not had a you know up to expectations as the 101 right now. Just saying. I mean, a lot of people picked him number one overall. So, and he earned it last year, but I just he, he hasn't showed it this year so far. Well, the, I mean, it's you know, and I'm not trying to pump Carson Wentz up because he plays for Washington, but he's already got seven touchdown passes this year. Matt Ryan's got one. So, a lot of people bagged on Carson Wentz last year for being there for one year, but Matt Ryan's really not doing much 
of anything right now. So it's kind of they're everybody's doing what they're doing to Tennessee. They're stacking the box against Jonathan Taylor and making Matt Ryan beat them. Right. And it didn't help last week that Michael Pittman didn't play. and It was a last minute. Scratch right. Essentially. So with Pittman being out there, I think that helps uh, Matt Ryan. But I ultimately I'm, I'm, I'm not playing Matt Ryan at all this year in fantasy. So no, no. Um, and then I would steer clear of the kicker. I mean, it is indoor, so there is that, but I don't really, I mean, once I got rid of Blankenship, I don't really know who you would even, I mean, I don't even know who the kicker is right now at in Indian. I don't think it matters. Even, and you're not, play, like and you're not last, playing the defense. He's like the last uh, pick in the draft. He's Mr. Irrelevant. So that's what we're going to call him today. True. Mr. Irrelevant, <laughs> the kicker for the Colts. Um, but I'm not playing their defense either until I see something change. Once, uh, some of the guys that are injured get back healthy. So, yeah, uh, Kansas City's winning this one, I think, by at least two or three touchdowns. So, uh, I agree. Generous. Yeah. Um. All right. Now this one, this one's going to be an interesting one. Buffalo and Miami, and Miami. I think this is where you might see some true. Uh, what do you want to call it? Um. Some fireworks. Yeah, that's what you want to call it. Fantasy fireworks. Um. But I will tell you the. Uh, Ultimately, in the long in the in the big picture, this is going to have a lot of fantasy relevance uh, and a lot of fantasy points in general. Josh Allen, Tua, um, the running back play side, both. play both of them. Yeah. I think you, you you should be all right. I mean, Buffalo's defense is no joke, though. Uh, I start, will say that. I would start Buffalo's defense. Even I don't. I'm not benching them all season. The running back situation play. would be where I would kind of maybe tamper your expectations because it is Devin Singletary and Moss, then Cook. Then on the other side, you got uh, Edmonds. You've got uh, I would I would play Edmonds on the flex only because I think Buffalo's going to be up on them and they're going to have to throw to stay in this game. And I think Chase Edmonds he catches a lot out of the backfield, so I, I would play Chase Edmonds in the flex and I'd feel comfortable with that. But I would stay clear of Buffalo's backfield. Right. Um, I I would agree with you. I, I I think that's the biggest the biggest takeaway from it is Buffalo's backfield is still not clear. Uh, we know for sure it's Chase Edmonds is the starting running back there in Miami, um, and he is a pass catching back, so that does help. Um, obviously, you are going to play. Uh, you're going to play the three wide receivers in this game. You're going to play Diggs. You're going to play Gabriel Davis. You're also going to play on the other side Tua. You're also going to play Waddle. I mean, there's four wide receivers you can play right there. In one Tyreek Hill, well, Tyreek Hill, Waddle. I mean, both both starting wide receivers on each respective team are fantasy relevant this week. Sure. So that's why it has the potential to be high scoring. But I don't know. Buffalo's defense is tough, man. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I Buffalo's defense is. A, this is why I said this is going to be a true test for both teams. But I think this is a bigger test for Miami to know where they stack in the AFC East for one as well yeah. as amongst the AFC elite teams, like for playoff long-term thought process. And we get sure. to see um, we get to see how good the new coaches are in Miami truly in this game because this is going to be a big boy game. So yeah. um, I, I think this is at the, at the end of when the clock strikes double or triple zero, I think you'll know where Miami really is uh, for the season going ahead, honestly, for good or for bad. And if you're a Miami right. fan – this is this is a game. This is a crossroad game that you want for fantasy, or just in general as a fan of this team, because I think you're going to get a true perspective of what you've got and who you are. So, and I, it may be good, it may be bad, but you'll know at the end of the day whether you can hang with the big boys or not. So, um, I would say that you could play Miami's defense, but I would probably steer clear from it because I think Josh Allen is going to just throw touchdowns left and right. So. 
Um, and then obviously you're playing Tyler Bass, uh, the kicker there in uh, Buffalo, because he's just Mr. Consistent. Uh, now in Miami, um, I think that you can play um, Jason Sanders, but I don't think he's going to get as many points as Taylor Bass or Tyler Bass will. So, but I think either one of them is they're both top 10 kickers this week. So whatever, what, whatever that means to you, I, I think that they're both uh, viable starting uh, kickers. So, and man, I'm going to pick the upset in this one. I think Miami wins. Mm, no, <laughs> I got, I got Buffalo. I mean, they've made no. the first two games. They made it look like, you know, they were out there playing a D two school. I don't, I don't know. They're just, they're just running it up on people. I got Buffalo in this one. I'm not saying Miami won't make it interesting, but at the end of the day, I think Josh Allen and, and, and his guys will be way too much for them. All right. I mean, I could see that happening. Truly. I think this could be, well, I mean, it took a miracle comeback for them to beat Baltimore. Right. Well, I was going to say, I, I will, uh, how about I clarify this? I feel like Buffalo has a better chance to blow the doors off in this game and make it a complete landslide in their favor. However, I've seen a, put in a fight in Miami to know that they're not going to sure. just roll over and no. let it go. So they no, I don't think I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think Buffalo will get up on them though, and that's when we're going to see the the Waddles, the Tyree Kills, and you know they're going to get their points. Game? Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes, but I, I we'll 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 split on this game. Um. All right, Detroit, Minnesota. I don't know. I don't know who, who, which one, which what the teams are because Detroit showed week one that they were in. Eh. Detroit and last week showed they well, were. They were in it with Philly. They were in it with Philly in week one. You know? Right. They couldn't but, close it out, but they did last no. week. And then Minnesota. I don't know what's up Minnesota, with Minnesota. Right? I don't know. Minnesota <laughs> played lights out against Green Bay and then just doo doo themselves. Doo doo yeah. themselves completely last week. So. Kirk Cousin was not playing like Kirk Cousin. So, yeah, well, it's his primetime curse, man. You know, that's how it is for Kirk Cousins. He's only really had one is. good primetime game his whole career. Right. Well, I would steer clear of him on primetimes, as we said. So, all right. In this game, Jared Goff, are you playing him? No. Okay. Um, you're playing only because there's better right? options. Yeah. You're right. playing Swift. You're going to play uh, Hawkinson. You're going to play Amon. Yeah, Amon Ross, St. Brown, definitely. Um, that's their – I mean, that's golf's BFF right there. Exactly. It's Minnesota, so there is a potential for uh indoor game. Are you going to play uh, Austin Seibert against Minnesota? Because he might get options. I mean, he's the kicker. It's I an mean, indoor game. I, I prefer to go to indoor kickers, even if they're not like one of the studs. You know, I would still prefer an indoor kicker just because they have the opportunity for 50-plus. Right. Uh, Greg Joseph on the other side. So either one of the kickers in this game, I think you should be all right. Cause I think being an indoor, like you said, Blackburn, I think that that's, that makes them fantasy relevant. So it's not a big to do, but right. um, on the flip side though, um, on Minnesota side of things, you've got Kirk cousins. Uh, are we playing Kirk cousins in this game? Or are we letting it ride? I think, I don't know. I, I know. I, that's I, what I, I asked you because I don't know. It, de- I just, I it depends on your roster. I mean, 
I, I, I would feel comfortable. He's safe playing it just because of his receiving options, Thielen and uh, Jefferson, which I think will get opportunity. Carson Wentz let him up in the second half last week for three touchdown passes. So there's no reason why Kirk Cousins shouldn't be able to do that. But again, we've seen the two sides of Kirk Cousins. So which one are you going to get? You're going to get the good Kirk Cousins who throws three or four touchdown passes. You're going to get the one that throws one and three interceptions. I don't know. Well, I mean, this this is a one o'clock game at home, so that is fair. Yeah, I know it's not prime time, and it's you know there's no Darius uh, or who was it that picked him off three times last week? Darius Slay for the Eagles. So, uh, I mean, I, I I would start him, but I just I wouldn't feel super confident about it. All right, all right. You're playing Dalvin Cook, obviously. You're playing uh, Justin yeah. Jefferson. Now, my question yes. comes to you: Are you playing Adam Thielen? Are you? Ha- you have He's a-, a good flex. He's a good yeah, flex play. Because he's he's kind of been a disappointment at times as well so far. He's he has. Jeff- Jefferson stole the show, but I think there's going to be uh, – both of these defenses are struggling right now, so especially in the secondary. So I think that uh, – you know, I think that there's going to be – Minnesota could be down maybe, and they're going to have to throw the ball, and Thielen and Kirk Cousins have a good chemistry too. All right. Um, Irv Smith Jr., Yes no. or no? Is he a, not no. even a not even a potential? Not even a smidge. <laughs> no. No. All right. Um, <laughs> Detroit, Minnesota. Who are you picking to win this one? It's at Minnesota. Yes. I'm picking Detroit. I, I like Aiden Detroit. Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson, you know, showed up pretty well these last two weeks. He had three sacks last week. Um, Minnesota's offensive line isn't the greatest. Dalvin Cook's been struggling. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Detroit in this one. I'm picking Detroit as well. So, um, All right, Baltimore at New England could be a good game. Um, now, for fantasy purposes, you're playing Lamar Jackson. You're playing yeah. Dobbins if he's starting. Um, yes. You're playing Rashad Bateman as he seems to be the BFF target for uh, Lamar. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. You're playing and Andrews, Mark Andrews. Yeah, I mean, even though he's had his ups and downs, he still is the the number one option there in Baltimore. Um, Now, I will tell you this. I think you can play Baltimore's defense this week because I think Mac Jones is so hot and cold. Right. And uh, just came out on sleeper a little bit ago that uh, Jason Pierre Paul officially signed with the Ravens. So Uh, another good piece for them. Right. That's another defensive uh, threat. So. Um, I will say you're going to play, uh, Tucker obviously, cause he just doesn't yeah. miss. Um, now on the other side though, New England, Damian Harris. I mean, if you're, <laughs> I know, I think you can Are find better options. I, flex. Okay. But I think there's better options for your RB spot. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson still gets in there. Um, Damon Harris isn't quite getting the load that he got last year, but I don't know. I'm just not excited. The only person I really feel comfortable playing in New England's offense is Jacoby Myers. Correct. And I know that he was dealing with some injuries earlier in the week. I just want to make sure that I don't miss what exactly it was. So that way, just for people's mental uh, memory-wise, um, he's dealing with, in quotes, a knee injury issues is what it was as of uh, two days ago. So there's nothing significant wrong as the, I guess, test showed. However, he's been limited on and off all week. So he probably would be a game time decision. But I agree with you. I think 
I'm not playing anybody in New England's offense uh, that, no. to make me to make me feel comfortable, especially against Baltimore's defense. I know it's a home right. game for New England, but I'll go ahead and pass on that one. So right, and I know they just gave up a ton of receiving yards to Waddle and Tyree Kill, but nobody on uh, New England's team Baltimore. is is Waddler. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Nope. They're none of their receivers are even to that level of a threat, so it's not even that big a deal. <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, not even <laughs> remotely uh, in the talks, the conversation. Um, so, I, but I would go ahead and I'm just going to tell you, I'm picking Baltimore to win. Big. I think it could be big. Now, moving on to the next game, um, Cincinnati at New York Gi- or New York Jets. Who, buddy? Who would have thought? Yeah. I I will just tell you, I'm I keep saying this. I'm waiting for the offense to 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 that offensive line to click. Because once they click, they'll be fine. It's just you can tell that they're not all on the same page right now. They're not communicating. No. They're not shifting the protection. Burrow's taking way too many hits for an upgraded offensive line. Absolutely. Which, that's my my issue is the offensive line. And I mean, it, here's the thing: it's it's a compounding thing where your offensive line is new. They're not 100 percent on the same page as each other. They're not got the whole. Uh, what do you want to call it? They've not got the uh, the the talking uh, down like where they can say okay shift left and hey well, I see this you see yeah. this and their communication is jacked up especially in midst play like they're not being able to sure. just push it over to the guy to get like hey I see this guy's coming from my right I'm pushing him to your left my left your right switch type thing whatever the problem that I see is that and on top of it they played two good defenses right out the gate so. Mm-hmm. This, I think, if they're going to get back and get the, the wheels turning in the right direction, this is the game they have to do it in. Because the Jets are not a great defensive team in the sense of like putting pressure on you, like a Micah Parsons, TJ Watt. Um, they don't have a Minka Fitzpatrick or a Diggs, or they don't have aggressive play calling defense. Now, they have Robert Sala, don't get me wrong. And he's going to say, Robert him. Sala yeah, will tee it up. But what I'm saying is they don't have the talent, in my opinion, as the Steelers or the Cowboys defenses. So there's going to be a little bit of wiggle room for them to kind of learn and move. But I'm just saying if if the Bengals go out and struggle in this game offensively and lose and go 0-3, then I'll probably change my tune next week when we talk. But I'm still trying to give them the opportunity since they're learning. The offensive line is new and they've not gotten all on the same page. And they played two good defenses right out the gate. So. Yeah. I think that's, this is the – I'm not going to say their offensive line completely gels, but I think this is going to be a building block towards that. I think Bengals have a, a rebound and comeback game this week. We'll see the real Bengals this week. I, I'm hoping so for Bengal fans because I don't think they can handle an 0-3 game situation. So <laughs> Back to uh, the Bungles. Right. Good Lord for them. Um, all right, so in this game, you are playing Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow I think is going to play – uh, what do you want to call it? Mad. He's going to be that Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers esque type guy where he's got tunnel vision and he is going to light up the scoreboard. Look, if Joe Burrow's playing, you're playing him no matter what. I don't care right. who he's playing. So Joe Mixon, yeah. you're playing him. Yes. He's been relevant every week. Yes. Um, and they've really not, they've not really uh, put in um, P Ryan. They've kind of tried Samaj to keep him P. Off. Ryan. They've kept him yeah. off the field in some of these passing situations, not like they did last mm-hmm. year where it was truly Samaje's was the third down only running back. So, right. Um, which is good for Mixon and the people who have Mixon on their team. Um, I'm playing Jamar Chase and you're playing T Higgins. They're both going to be fantasy relevant this week. If you need a deep yep. flyer and a deep league, uh, I think that Tyler Boyd is a flex play this week. So 
if Hayden Hurst is a go, I know he banged up his knee last week against Dallas, but if he is a go, he's a fantasy relevant tight end again. He has been. So I think you can pretty much play every Bengal offensive player this week uh, with confidence that they're going to be good for you this week. So um, on the other side, the Jets, I would say Garrett Wilson. No. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Right. I mean, I don't, if I don't you're in a deeper league, Michael else. Carter, maybe. But, I mean, Brees Hall is starting to sneak in there now. And, um, yeah, I don't – tight end, no. Flacco, I no. Like, I was I, like, Conklin can't catch a ball to save his life. Right. Flacco is – man, Flacco is showing signs of the old Flacco in Baltimore when he was hot. However, I also don't think that he's going to light up the scoreboard. I think it's going to be – Garrett Wilson's going to be the fantasy-relevant player from the Jets this week. Yeah, I mean, Bengals, that's their weakness on defense is their secondary – um, and I think Garrett Wilson will have a, a good game. I will say, though, I do think the Bengals' defense is a streamable defense this week because I think they're going to get enough pressure, like Cleveland did. I think they've got enough pressure on the front side that they can get with Hubbard and these guys that can get in Flacco's face and maybe create a turnover or two or a sack. And I don't, I don't think that the Jets are going to be able to move the ball up and down the field like they did on the Browns. Uh, I do think that the Bengals will have – they'll be able to – I think the Bengals offense will be clicking enough that it'll put pressure on the Jets offense to have to throw the ball more and have to take shots. And I think that's going to help the Bengals defense. Defense, right. It'll make them. That's what I was going to say. I think the offense will score enough points for Cincinnati to make the defense or the Jets offense be one dimensional to where they're going to have to throw. Right. So So to me, I think the Bengals are a top 10 defense this week just for streaming purposes, um, just because who they're playing. So and what their offense is going to do. And I'm going to pick the Bengals to win. I know it's on the road. I know they're 0-2, but I think this, like you said, I think this is the game they're going to turn around. Now, if they don't, then I probably will not be picking the Bengals to win at all for the rest of the season, honestly. I got the Bengals this week. I picked them last week, and Michael Parsons and company just – they were all over them, so I don't know. But, yeah, I got Bengals this week. They, they, should, they should bounce back this week. All right, Philadelphia-Washington in Washington. Big rivalry game. Um, NFC East, big game. A uh, lot on the line. I know it's early in the season, but a lot of it is on the line, especially for a hot Eagles team right now who's looked very yeah. good every game. So yep. um, Jalen Hurts, you're playing him for sure. Yes. Miles Sanders, yes. you're playing him. Um, yep. You're going to play um, – AJ Brown, AJ Brown, you're playing him. You're not playing Devonta Smith. He's still not the big, he's not fantasy relevant to me yet. Uh, Dallas Goddard, I think you can play him this week. I think he's yep. top twelve potential. Um, and then on the flip Washington. side, I, well, I was gonna say for Washington Wentz. though, Wentz is a startable you go, quarterback. You can play Wentz. Uh, Gibson, he's a good flex. Um, receiver wise, McLaurin, I know he's not putting up the numbers that we're used to, but he's not the only receiver there anymore. So. Jahan Dotson, I would play. I would definitely play Curtis Samuel. And I would play McLaurin and Logan Thomas. Right. I was going to say, I think this is the this is a fantasy relevant game that you can pretty much pick the top players at the, each of their respective positions on both teams and play them and feel comfortable. Well, they're I think both I think Washington especially is gonna have to throw to stay in this game. Um, you know, with Amon Ra last week torching Washington, I can only imagine what AJ Brown's gonna do. Um <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, any of the receivers for Washington and 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 Logan Thomas, I mean, Carson Wentz seems to have a good uh, chemistry with him already. I would play all the receivers in Washington. All right. Now, we're not playing either one of these defenses, correct? 
I would stream Philly's defense. I would stream Philly's defense because I think with Fletcher Cox and our offensive line is – I don't know what's been going on. They've been inconsistent, and I think Carson Wentz is going to face pressure. And, uh, you know, we know Carson Wentz. He's there's a good Carson Wentz and there's bad Carson Wentz. And I think he might try to, you know, over, you know, try to so hard to make things happen that he could create, you know, an interception or two. So I would stream Philly's defense. And Slay is back there and he's proven that he can take one to the house. So sure. Absolutely. Uh, um, now I'll ask you, uh, who do you think wins the game though? It's in well, Philly. It's in Washington. I was gonna say I think Philly wins, but I don't think it's a blowout game. I think it's a close I don't, it's game. not it's not gonna be a blowout, but I, I could see Washington starting out slow like they do, and then you know, they settle down and make a game out, but I still think Philly wins by a touchdown or ten points. I was gonna say until Philly shows me that they can't play well, I'm gonna probably pick them against most teams. Kind of like the Bills. I, I just think that they're they're just they're moving the ball. They're they're working on every every part of the game for them. Offense, defense, special teams are all working for them right now. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But I, I agree with you. I think it's a close game, but I do think that Philadelphia wins. So, all right, New Orleans at Carolina. Um, Jameis Winston, you're playing him if 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 he's a go. I know he's been banged yeah. up, but but he's a go. He's got four fractures in his back, and he's still out there playing. That's 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 the guy that you want on the field. I mean, that's somebody that your offense and your defense and everybody in general can get behind. So, yeah. Um, running back wise, if Alvin Kamara is playing, you play him. If he is not yes. playing, I would touch nobody in that backfield. Yeah, Mark Ingram, big trust isn't really uh, big trust anymore. I don't trust big trust right now. So, <laughs> uh, I would not trust that guy. Um, but no, I would say if Alvin Kamara is playing, you're playing him. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, from a wide yeah. receiver standpoint, Michael Thomas is still good to go. Um, if you're in a deep He's... league, Chris Olave is a flex potential wide receiver three this week. I just think that mm-hmm. Carolina's defense sucks. So Yeah. And Chris Olave is starting to catch on really well. He is. And Winston is trying to favor him and getting the more the ball on these out routes and these deep shots a lot more. So yeah. well, um can't guard Mike's got to get his touches. You know how he it does. works. We all understand how that works. So um, now, Carolina side, Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, and I think that's about it. That's that's every week. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Write it Just down. Say. Just go ahead and copy paste. <laughs> copy paste. Um, seriously though, but if Christian McCaffrey is not playing, I know it says that he's it's more of a precautionary thing, and he's still good and scheduled to play this weekend. If for whatever reason he is out, Chuba. I'd play the Saints defense. I'd stream the straight, the Saints defense if there's you no know, Christian McCaffrey. I'm just well, telling I would you do that, that anyway. Well, I would too, but I would feel even better streaming them. Oh, if there's absolutely. No Christian McCaffrey, because then you got Baker and Baker's decision making out there. So, and we yeah. all know how that goes. Um, Hot garbage. Right. Uh, I'm going to pick New Orleans to win this, even if the Saints. Carolina Carolina is at full strength. I still think New Orleans is a better team. So, yep, Saints. Uh, all right, four o'clock games: Jacksonville at the LA Chargers. Uh, Jacksonville's actually not been bad fantasy wise. Trevor no. Lawrence has been fantasy relevant. I mean, he's been he streamable. He he is a streamable quarterback. I don't know about this defense. Uh, Chargers have a pretty good defense, but. Yeah. Uh, the running backs, you, you could play either one. I'd feel more comfortable with the Robinson. Um, receiver wise, DJ Ch- or not DJ Chark, but um, Christian Kirk uh, is a definite must start. 
Yeah, he's the he's the hot he's the hot target there in uh, Jacksonville for sure. So, um, yeah. On the other side though, the Chargers, you're playing Herbert if he's playing. Obviously, you're playing Austin yes. Eckler, uh, yep. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Yep. I think is your three. Uh, the I think Mike Williams will become a wide receiver two flex, wide receiver three, whatever you want to call it this week with Keenan Allen being back. But I think that Keenan Allen is is definitely a top fifteen wide receiver this week for sure. So yes. I agree. Uh, um, and I would gladly stream the uh, defense, uh, the Chargers this week. I think that they're yeah. th- they're going to get enough pressure. And I mean, I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence isn't going to put points on the board or that James Robinson isn't going to score a touchdown, but I think that there's going to be enough sacks or potential turnovers right. for the Chargers defense to make them relevant this week. Yeah, so. Jacksonville hasn't played a defense quite like this yet. Um, and I would also play uh, Gerald Everett, the tight end for the Chargers. Right. Well, I had somebody actually ask me, and they're like, "Hey, I've got Albert O, um, and I just don't, I don't think he's going to be good to go or whatever." And I'm like, "Is Gerald Everett available on your waivers?" Yeah, he is. Okay. Well, I would pick him up, and I would drop Albert O, and I'd probably, unless you've got one of these top elite tight ends, Gerald Everett has seen tight. End, I mean, he's seen top seven, top eight tight end numbers. Uh, well, he's so tight end number four right now. I'm just saying, so, by, right? But his his receptions or his targets are in the top. Yeah. Eight, so you know right. he's going to see the ball, and it doesn't matter whether Keenan Allen's been there or not; he still sees the same amount of op- opportunity. So yeah. that's a that's especially a in the red zone. Guy. Yeah, especially Why in not? the red zone. Yeah, I don't know. I I I mean, how far have we come with? We were all about Jared Hubbard, and everyone was like, "Who's that guy?" And now we're like, "We've been with him. We've been with him since Saint since the Rams. We were right. with him in Seattle when they didn't use him, and they right. wanted to keep going to Dilly Dilly and and Jacob." Uh, and then now he's he's with a good quarterback and and the Chargers and they're using him. He's tied in four already through two weeks. Right, he is doing essentially what they wanted uh, the previous tight end, uh, Hunter Henry, Hunter yeah. Henry, and uh, who was a really tall, uh, athletic tight end they had for a short time. I'm trying to I forget who he was, but they wanted these guys to be what they're doing with Joe Everett, which is a heavy target monster, specifically in the red zone. And Gerald Everett is that hybrid tight end that he can block yeah. if he has to, but he can also outbox and out jump somebody for a pass. Yeah, he's, a, he's a mismatch for linebackers all day. So right. So I and I'm picking the Chargers to win this one. So. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Divisional a- NFC West game: Rams, Cardinals. Who, buddy? Mm. This could be a good one. Um, you're playing Matthew Stafford. Yep. Gosh, the running back situation of the Rams is literally what we told you was going to happen. Where it's going to be, it's going to be who who's the favorite of the week, and I yeah. don't know who it is, unfortunately. That's why I stay away from it. But if I had to pick one, I'm going with Henderson. He seems to be more often than not the, the favorite out of the these uh, first two games. So, um, wide receiver wise, though, for the Rams, you're playing Cooper Cup. I think you can play Allen Robinson as a wide receiver wide receiver two flex this week. Um and then Tyler Higby, Higby's another Higby one that we talked up. about. Mm-hmm. He's been with us since the start. I mean, it's one of our guys, and he really stepped up last week. So I think Stafford's looking for him more, especially when they get down in that red zone. Agree. Everybody's everybody's on Cooper Cup now. So, um, you're gonna play the kicker Matt Gay. You're gonna play the defense and the Rams. I think that they're the Rams is gonna have overall from top to bottom their team fantasy wise will be just fine this week. On the flip side. Uh, Kyler Murray, I think he's yes. a top. He's a, he, you're playing him, but I would lower your expectation as a top 
five or six quarterback to maybe towards the bottom of the QB ones with the Rams defense uh, likely getting a couple sacks and maybe a couple turnovers. We'll see. But um, if James Conner, pressure on him. Right. James Conner, if he's good to go, you play him, obviously. Um, On the flip side, for wide receivers, I mean, I hate to say it, but they really don't have. No, they're they're waiting for DeAndre to get back. That's what they're doing. They are. I mean, it's it's Rondell Moore's. Right. Dorch was a fantasy relevant guy last week, so maybe a flex for him. Wide receiver three. He's probably available on a lot of people's waiver wires too. Just saying. Right. Um. Yeah. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Uh. Him and him and Kyler were not not on each other's BFF uh list last week. You could tell that there was some tension between them and frustration, lack of. Uh, understanding or communication, whatever was going on, they were not on the same page. So, uh, but I think Zach Ertz is going to have to be relevant, and he's probably going to see opportunity again this week. So I would play him, um, but I would not say that he's like a cute. He's a tight end one. He might end up being one, but I would say he's in that thirteen to fifteen range this week um, with potential of tight end one uh, opportunity for me. But I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't play Zach Ertz thinking you're going to get like fifteen fantasy points. No, right. I'm thinking you're looking at eight to nine and calling it happy days. So, yeah, if you if you can get to ten, you're good. Right. Um, and I'm not playing the I'm not playing the Cardinals defense. Um, no. And then their kicker. I want to make sure I got the uh, the name right. It is Matt Prater. I think you can play him. It's a dome game, so yeah, it's in Arizona. Um, so him, both kickers in this game, and then the Rams defense would be the defense I would play out of the two. So. Um, yep. I'm picking the Rams. We're taking the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. There's there's not a question in my mind about that one. Um, all right. The next uh, game, Atlanta at Seattle. Jeez, Atlanta is. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin with Atlanta. <laughs> honestly, when you talk about them, outside of like maybe Cordell Patterson, and that's about that, that, it. That's that's it for me. Uh, Kyle Pitts has been a disappointment. Drake um, London is Drake London moments. Well, and I think it has a lot to do with, with the quarterback. I think it's Marcus Mariota. If, if they, I think they would, I think if Desmond Ritter was the quarterback, I think Kyle Pitts and Drake London would be fantasy relevant because he has a tendency to throw more. Mm-hmm. That's just me though. I don't know. I, we'll see. It might come down to that halfway through the season at some point. Um, now I will tell you on the flip side, uh, Seattle, I am going to play, um, Tyler Lockett. I think it's going to be fine. I think Lockett both and Metcalf. And, I would say Lockett and Metcalf. They're both wide receiver two potential with upside of wide receiver one. So that's just, that's me. it. That, that running back room is murky there. I know Penny is, is the Penny's guy the and guy. they got Walker, they got Walker coming back and I, I, I just stay clear of that whole thing. Right. Um, and I'm going to pick Seattle to win and they're at home. So I picked them to win. Yeah, twelfth man. They got so. Um, all right, last of the uh, afternoon games: Green Bay at Tampa Bay. This could, should be a good one. Um, that is a good one. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna play Aaron Rodgers. I know it's an aggressive yep. Bucks defense, but Aaron yeah. Rodgers loves these games. He loves to get up for these games and to play in these uh, type of matchups where he's going head to head against another great quarterback, and it's like a one on one in his mind. So. Um, I'm go- I'm okay to play Rodgers. I'm okay to play Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon is probably an RB two flex this week for me, just because right. Aaron Jones is still the guy. Whatever that means to you in this backfield. Um, 
And if Alan Lazard is playing, you put him in your lineup as a wide receiver two and hope that he gets wide receiver one numbers opportunity. So Robert Tunyon, I think he's top 12, but I mean, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, you could probably find other options. Probably other options that are on your waivers that you could stream that are higher up potential. For, right. So. Because we, Tampa Bay's defense and linebackers are really good. So Right. On the flip side, you're playing TB12. Uh, yep. You're playing uh, You're playing uh, Uncle Lenny uh, for sure. Um, yep. And whoever the wide receiver one is in Tampa Bay is going to be like a monster. Russell monster. Gage, probably. That's what – I mean, it's trending that way. Um, if – a guy like Julio becomes available before Sunday and you get wind of that. Uh, Julio Jones becomes a wide receiver, a top 12 wide receiver for me. Now I'm not saying that Russell Gage is top 12 wide receiver this week. If he's the one in Tampa Bay, no. but he is a wide receiver too high in wide receiver too, though, like in that 15 to 17 range for me. Because uh, he's just he's going to see opportunity. I mean, even Brashad mm-hmm. Perriman could be the guy. I mean, that's the problem when you don't have Julio or Godwin or Mike Evans out there. You have the land of misfit toys that are all fantasy could be fantasy relevant, but likely not. Uh, not likely you're going to know who's going to be the guy. That's the problem. You're rolling the dice between Russell Gage and Brashad Perriman if Julio does not play on Sunday. I mean, yeah. big big plays tend to be to Brashad Perriman and touchdown-wise for goal line red zone opportunities, but Russell Gage seems to be the guy who's getting him down the field moving the chains. So Right, he's the target monster, and that's what you want. Right, so in a PPR setting, I would probably feel safer playing Russell Gage if there's no Julio. Um, if I'm in a standard league, I'd probably play Brashad Perriman, but that's just how I would break it down for fantasy purposes. So, yep. Uh, and then I would, I would, I would play Tampa Bay's defense. I think that they, they're going to be relevant enough. So, I'm not saying that they're going to get you double digits, but I think that they can give you a floor of five to six. And sometimes you just that's all you need from a defense. You just need a defense sure. not to go negative. So, right. Um, Green Bay's defense is atrocious. Um, I wouldn't touch them, but that's just me. So. Uh, kickers in this one, Mason Crosby, you're playing him. Um, and then on the, uh, Tampa Bay side, it is, I want to make sure Ryan suck up, uh, and you're yep. going to play him. So, yeah, but anyway, who, who are you picking? I'm picking green Bay. I'm picking Green Bay too. That's why I pause because I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to say Tom Brady because I don't like picking against him, but I don't like picking against Aaron Rodgers either. And I think these guys are both out to prove they're still as a veteran aging quarterbacks, so they can still go out there and throw two, three hundred yards and two, three touchdowns. So, well, the key for me are the the duo running backs in Green Bay. They're, they're going to carry this team, and uh, AJ Dillon's going to you know ground and pound and and. Aaron Jones will too, but I think we're going to see a lot of passing to Aaron Jones. He's going to be a lot of passing out of the backfield to him. I agree, especially with the situation with their wide receivers not being 100%, and Alan Lazard, Watkins probably being your main two guys. And Romeo Dallas, is, he's stepping up too. I, I, right. I like him. They are. I mean, they're, I'm not the saying play him, off. but I'm just saying he's got weapons there. They just, they're Watkins and, and Dobbs are, are rookies, so they're learning. Right. Um, they'll get there. Right. All right. Sunday night game, San Francisco, Denver, Jimmy G, Russell Ugh. Wilson, former AS, NFC West rivals. Um, but yeah. I will tell you, for me, I think Jimmy G is a streamable quarterback this week. I'm not saying that he is a fantasy-relevant 
uh, every week, but I will tell you, I think he's streamable. Um, But I'm not saying he's going to get you top five performance, but I think he's right on that edge of QB one talk where he can get you QB 11 through 14. And sometimes you just need that. So yeah. um, Running back wise, Jeff Wilson jr. You're playing him because he's going to see all the touches primarily Um, Debo. With Jimmy G being in there, Debo and also Brandon Ayuk now will become fantasy relevant. What? A, but Brandon Ayuk to me is more of a wide receiver to flex option. Um, He's a flex. If you got him on your bench, just keep him there and, and just you know stash if you can. Because I right. think, like you said, he will he will eventually pop up. Um, but it's right. it's going to be the Debo show. We all know that, right? Uh, if George Kittle plays, you're playing George Kittle for San Francisco, yes. obviously. Yes. Um, and then the kicker situation there. Um, whoever the kicker is, let me make sure we've got the right guy uh for the 49ers it is i mean because i don't i don't fully always follow some of these teams but robbie gold oh that's right good as gold Good as gold so line him up he's good to go on the flip side for denver um you've got we'll just while we're here talking kicker talk uh the denver kicker is where is he at uh brandon mcmanus and he's he'll be fine it's in denver so it'll be all right well, I think both offenses off. will gener- generate enough yardage to where field goal kickers will become relevant in this game. Agreed, 100%. Um, now, I will tell you, I would stream the San Francisco defense. I think that they could be getting uh, – Wilson has shown that he's not 100% gelled with the uh, new offensive guys yet, and there's no. a lot of oopsies and mistakes, whether holding the ball too long or making bad throws. So um, I will tell you, though, Russell Wilson – I don't know if I can play him comfortably this week. I'd probably play Jimmy G over Russell Wilson, as bad as that sounds. I know that's a hot one, but I'm just saying. It is hot. But I just just don't think we've seen Russell Wilson. Till I see Russell Wilson consistently playing to the Russell Wilson level that we expect, I think we're kind of going to see a middle-of-the-road average guy who could go, eh. I, I see that point. I see that point, but I still think it's only week two. Brand new team. I'm still going to play him. Now, if we get to like week six and seven and it's still sputtering like this, then we got some problems. But for right now, I'm still going to play Russell Wilson. I'm not saying he's top. I'm not even going to say he's top 10, 12, but he's a, he's a QB two. And if you got him on your team, he's probably your starter anyway. Probably. So. Um, on the other side, Javante Williams, you're playing him for sure. Yes. Yes. Melvin Gordon in a flex spot if you're desperate and need a running back uh, to play. Yeah. Um, if Sutton's the guy, I mean, Sutton's there. You're playing Sutton? Yeah, he seems to be the, the number one guy. And Judy's been Judy's, boomer bust. And he's been banged yeah. up. So Yeah, he's hurt. I don't know if Judy's 100% going to play this week. Well, so, um, yeah, so And that's about Sutton. it for Denver. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Alberto. I don't like uh, – who's the other guy? The tight end, I forget his name. Uh, um, uh, hold on, let me bring up Denver's tight ends. It's Albert O, and we talked about this guy because we were like last I don't week. Even remember yeah, we had a touchdown. Is. Uh, right. It is Andrew Beck. Yeah, Beck, that guy. So, wasn't he a Jet, or was that Anthony Beck? I don't know. Uh, anyway, Beck probably know if he's a Jet. Uh, but anyway, John Beck was our quarterback. Anyway, um, but yeah. I'm taking 49ers to win this one. <laughs> Fair enough. 
All right, fair enough. Um, I'm going to pick the 49ers to win this one as well. Um, all right, the Monday night game, another NFC East uh, battle. Um, you've got likely the second-place team and the third or fourth-place team playing each other. I mean, kind of similar is that you see Philadelphia's undefeated playing against the 1-1 one one Washington Commanders, and now you've got the undefeated uh, Giants at home playing against the 1-1 one one Cowboys. So yeah. um, Monday night game. Um are you feeling comfortable yet to, to play uh, Cooper Rush? Oh, uh, no. I just want to make – I wanted the face. That's all I needed. I thought you were going to say Daniel Jones, and I was going to make the same face. No. Right. No, no quarterbacks in this game. Um, <laughs> um, I will tell you, though, I think I think this is the kind of game that I think Ezekiel Elliott can be an RB2. I think he's a fifth top, we'll say, 16 running back this week. Tony Pollard's probably in the same boat, honestly. From I like, receiving I like Pollard. Yeah, they they didn't steer clear of Pollard uh, last week in pass protections and whatnot, so they must feel confident enough overall. So, I think both Dallas's running backs could be RB two flexes this week for you comfortably. Um, yes. I think Saquon is going to be uh, he's going to be right on that RB one RB two line this week. Um, wide receiver wise, I would play CD Lamb, and yep. I'd play Noah Brown as a wide receiver two flex spot. Honestly. Flex, uh, absolutely, so, I would. Yes. Now, I will tell you, uh, if Dalton Schultz is back playing, then I think he's a, he's a viable tight end to play again this week. Um, but that's about it. And I am I know the Giants' defense has gotten better. However, I would not play them in this game. I would, If I had to pick a defense, I'd probably pick Dallas' defense over the two because Dallas' defense with Micah Parsons and, the, and Daniel Jones being the quarterback, I think you have a lot more opportunity for points in Dallas' favor from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, I agree. I'm not going to play any of the wide receivers for the Giants uh, or tight end. Um, but I'm with you. I would I would stream Dallas's defense against this week. We all know how Danny Turnovers is. I know he's played better this year so far, but it's still there. And they haven't played a pass rush, you know, with Michael Parsons and such, you know, yet. I think that's really going to play a factor in this game. The biggest thing I look at it, none of their wide receivers are threats from the giant side and you got digs on one of them. So that's automatically taking whoever the best of right. He's are. probably going to be, he's probably going to take Kenny Galladay away. Kenny Galladay takes himself away. Have you seen that guy? I agree. I agree. You could but... probably let Kenny Galladay just run the route open. And it still is not getting to him or he would drop it. So, right. And you got Kadarius, Tony, you got Wandale Robinson. I mean, it, it's Saquon Barkley is the offense. That's exactly that's what it boils down to. I agree with you. So we'll see how it works out, but um, I think Dallas defense will be the re- fantasy relevant one in this one. Um, and Brett Meyer, I think you can play him. I think that Dallas's offense is going to get him close enough to get field goals or give him opportunities with extra points. So you said this is in Dallas. No, it's in the giants. It's at, it's at it's giants. In, it's in the giants stadium. Hmm. So I, I know that Brett, Brett Meyer, Brett Maher, it has been, He's not a kicker that gets messed up with bad weather. He he. So I'm not too worried about that. I just think that he is going to have a more of opportunity than whoever the Giants kicker is. If I had to pick one, so yeah. Um, but yeah. So and I'm picking Dallas to win this one. After seeing what Cooper Rush did offensively, um, he didn't lose the game, but he had he took some shots and he took some made some big plays. And I think as long as Noah Brown's out on the on the field for him. I think we could see some uh, some fireworks again uh, against uh, the Giants, and I think the Giants' d- offense is going to be struggling enough that they're going to probably be playing from behind. That they're going to throw the ball, um, and that defense for Dallas is going to have potentially some o- turnovers or sacks. So, 
Yeah, I think I think both I think both offenses are going to turn the ball over some. Um, the Giants did a really good job in Week One of manhandling Derrick Henry, and I'm going to pick the Giants to win this one in a close game. It's yeah, I mean, I, I I truly was debating back and forth, and I. I if it was in Dallas, I would 100. percent Not even that it wouldn't be. Think yeah, twice. that's why I Dallas asked. If it was in Dallas, I was going to say closer. Dallas, but I'm going to take the home. I'm just going to split it in this one. I think both teams are kind of evenly matched. I think the edge goes to Dallas's defense, but I'm going to pick uh, the Giants in this one. Well, the Giants are a one and a half favorite, uh, and they're the home team. So if that tells you how much Vegas really thinks how close this game's going to be, um, if that doesn't say. That, that tells me that they think it could go either way, which I think right. it could either. I think it's going to be it a could. close game. I'm just, I'm just hoping the, the way I look at it is I think Dallas's defense will be a little bit better. And I think Dallas's offense is better. Even with Cooper rushes, the quarterback, I think it's better than Daniel Jones at the helm for the giants. That's, that's, that's the deciding factor for me, but I do agree playing on the road in the giant stadium is, is one of those situations that it could go in the favor of the giants being the home team. So but we'll see. Dallas doesn't typically play well um, on outdoor stadiums on the road. So right. we'll see how. And it's a big Monday night game. It's Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones and what everybody's going to tune in to watch to see. So it's what we all wanted when the schedule came out. That's right. What it... right. It's it's waited all day for Monday <laughs> night football is what it is. So anyways. All right. That's all we got for today's episode. Anything else before we end today's show? Nope, that's it, guys. And as always, thanks for listening. Yep, we appreciate y'all, and we will see you next week.